This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared Hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Corey Provis with you from Target Field on a spectacular September Sunday. We have sunshine, warmer temperatures. Twins going for a weekend sweep as they wrap up the regular season series against the Cleveland Indians. And proud to welcome in our guest on our Sunday show. Always great to visit with the general manager of the Minnesota Twins. We say good afternoon to Thad Levine. Thad, it's Corey at Target Field. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Thank you very much for having me on. And great to have you back on. And boy, the the win last night, now 20 and 5 here at Target Field. Can you explain it? Because they're doing this without the energy, without the fans, yet the Twins have the best home record in all of baseball. Well, yeah. And, and Corey, I think you hit on an exact point there. Something our, our players are talking about almost on a daily basis is how much they miss the home fans and miss the, the connection and the energy and the electricity that our fans provide. For them, so what they're doing at home right now, without necessarily having their their turbocharger fans there, is is pretty remarkable. But I think it also speaks to the fact that in these times uh, of trouble with with the pandemic, just how much more comfortable our players certainly are being at home and being around family and allowing for a little bit more freedom to their routine than they necessarily feel on the road, where they're spending the lion's share of their day just you know inside of a hotel room or potentially at the ballpark. And so I think their their comfort zone is certainly heightened at home. Their confidence is certainly heightened at home. And it's reflective in what has been a tremendous run through the first 25 games of our home series this year. And last night, too, we, we got to see the Bomba squad uh, for the first time in a while, hitting a season I five home runs and an 8-4 win against Cleveland. Have you been surprised by, by the lack of this team's offensive power? Uh, through the first 40-plus games, something that maybe we took for granted last season, watching this team club, a major league record, 307 home runs. Well, you know, I, I think we, we are seeing a different different style of baseball this year. Uh, you know, home runs, by and large, are down a little bit. Strikeouts are down a little bit. And so, you know, I think one thing we've seen in baseball is is evolution every year. So last year was the year of the home run and the strikeout. And, you know, maybe we saw a little adjustment made by pitchers. you got to give them a lot of credit in this process. And now, the hitters are trying to counterpunch. Uh, I think a lot of teams have had slower starts to this year offensively. There have been a few exceptions. Certainly the Chicago White Sox have had a robust season, but we're, we're catching fire right at the right time. And I think while the home runs were were such a blessing for us last year, one of the strengths of that team, which is now emerging as a strength of this team, is just the performance we're getting out of uh, you know some of our unsung heroes. And the last two nights, 
Uh, sure, last night, Eddie and, and uh, Miguel kind of put the exclamation points on it, but it was the bottom half of our order that really established the lead for us. The, the performances of guys like Marwin Gonzalez and the, the vaunted Tortuga and, and Byron Buxton hitting in the bottom third of the order, those were the guys who, who really established the lead. It was the middle of the order that then put the game away. The previous night, it was the same concept where we got a lot of performance out of some of our, our guys towards the bottom of the order. We've had great performances out of Brent, Brent Rooker, Lamont Wade, Williams Astadio, Jake Cave in a time where we've had a lot of injuries. That was the mark of the championship team we had last year. It's emerging as the mark again this year, and I think that's a real positive sign. And that really was what I, I think drew so much attention to this Twins team entering 2020. Had there been a full season or even during the 60-game compacted season, still the depth of this lineup, that was what stood out to everybody that follows this game. And when we saw that last night, we saw the depth. And yes, like you mentioned, maybe some production from some unlikelier guys. But still, that was part of this team's you know, DNA, was to attack teams not just one through four, one through five, but one through nine. Well, and, and that was such a unique element of this team last year. You know, one of the, the statistics that is, is a little a little bit more progressive is the concept of WRC+, plus, which is just... In essence, 100 means your league average. And last year, we were blessed to have 10 hitters who were above league average, which is almost unheard of in the game. And that just speaks to the depth that you just referenced. And and I, th- I think that's where we we won last year. We were we were so so very good. And on the pitching side, our our third, fourth, and fifth starters were just better than most teams. Third, fourth, and fifth starters. The back end of our bullpen and the middle were very robust. And then the second half of our lineup, and even when we gave guys days off, the guys who came in and, and replaced them gave us a competitive advantage and we, we, we built the team that way. We, we certainly have a few stars. There's no question about it, but we're a little bit less reliant on our stars than maybe some other teams are. And I think we feel like we just grind you down where, you know, the beauty of our team I've always felt is when we go to commercial break and they say the next three hitters are up, the other team wonders, is that their three, four, five hitters? And the answer is no, that's actually our seven, eight, nine hitters where a lot, of, a lot of the guys who hit towards the bottom half of our order certainly could be occupying the middle of some other orders. It's just relentless, and I think it really tires out the opposing team's pitching. You know, Thad, something that I, I've been asked on some uh, affiliate radio shows, and I haven't spent too much time on it because I haven't seen much written about it to the extent that it was last year. The ball, there was a lot of scientific research done last year, and the ball, uh, for one reason or another, was viewed to be manufactured differently. Do you get the sense that the ball is is the same, that it's tracking the same way, I guess, scientifically that it was last year? Or or, 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 or I guess, are we, are we seeing something differently this season in 2020? You know, I, we, we as a team didn't spend a ton of our time really evaluating uh, the actual chemistry of the ball. I mean, it was unquestionable last year that the, the home run was at a frequency we just had never seen before in the game. Uh, I found it quite glorious. We we really we enjoyed it. It was quite delicious watching that. I, it feels a little bit different this year. You know, the, the home runs are down. I think it's easy to point to uh, what was a stunted spring training that led to a you know atypical summer camp going into the season. I I don't know if it's fair to to put it all on just that, uh, but I certainly think that's 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 going to create a lag and a drag on home runs for hitters. That being said, we, we are now officially fully into the second half of the season. It seems as if the offense is heating up. That that certainly is consistent with what you see in, in previous years. So let, let's uh, evaluate it when the season comes to a close in terms of the home run frequency. It's currently lagging behind last year. 
but cer- but certainly it seems like the upper hand has been with the offense the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, it certainly is the case. The offense has looked really good. The Twins so far are averaging almost five runs per game during the stretch now where they've won nine of their last 11. We'll take a break on our Sunday show. We'll come back, get into some injury news. Uh, the Twins lost a key young contributor last night. We'll get an update on Brent Rooker and an update on Max Kepler. All coming up as Inside Twins brought to you by Quick Trip Rolls On on your home for Twins Baseball. Inside Twins rolls on, brought to you by Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Twins and the Cleveland Indians one more time here at Target Field today. This program runs up until 12.30. Chris's pregame show follows, and then we'll have game three at 1.10 as Michael Pineda throws against Tristan McKenzie. And, uh, Thad, before we get to today's matchup, if we can, revisiting last night on the injury front, uh, a tough break, and uh, no pun intended there, but uh, Brent Rooker is now out for the season uh, with a fractured bone in his forearm, and that's a shame because we got a chance to see this young guy, and we got a chance to see that great swing for a few weeks. It's 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 a real blow for for Brent. It's a blow for the team. Uh, he was performing so well in in his capacity when he came up and, and really helping the team out immensely. And uh, you know, just literally a, a tough break. You see that play happen happen ten times, and a, and a guy's going to break his arm once, and it's really unfortunate. It caught him right at the wrong spot. Uh, the good news is we, we've got, we've got Kepler coming back today. Uh, Lamont Wade and Jake Cave have played very well, but, but Brent Worker was such a nice shot in the arm for us because he was a right-handed bat to complement all of our lefties in the outfield. And you just hate to see that happen to a young player. Do we know yet, uh, will he need surgery or if not, how long is the recovery period for him? Uh, we will know more at the end of that period of time as to whether or not he will require surgery uh, if he does, uh, we will obviously get him the best care we possibly can. Either way, unfortunately, it appears he'll be down for the rest of the year. But either way, he should be full go for a spring training of 2021. Uh, that's uh, good news, and hopefully all the best in his recovery. You do get Max Kepler back. Had had Rooker not been hurt, was Max going to come back anyway and, and play today? He was, and, and, you know, just for a little sneak peek behind the scenes, uh, we do the best we can to prognosticate moves as they're going to happen on the horizon. And we always say, hey, listen, let's not spend too much time in this. You never know what's going to happen. And then lo and behold, you have an injury last night, which certainly, uh, you know, that that's not good news for anybody. That that was not you know, an anticipated move we were going to have to make. But lo and behold, it drops right in our lap. So Max Kepler will be activated today. Brent Rooker will be placed on the I.L., and uh, we'll, we'll go to try to see if we can finish out this series against the Cleveland Indians today. I got a sense uh, hearing Derek Falvey the other day you know, speak about some other current injured twins, that the optimism that these guys are going to back here this upcoming week sounds pretty promising in terms of Jake Odorizzi and, and even Mitch Garver. Can you update us on those two guys and if indeed they are tracking as well as uh, Derek made it sound to be? Yeah, you know, we, we've taken the tact this year, Corey, that we're trying to be responsible uh, and a little bit conservative about injuries because we are of the strong belief that we do have depth on this team. So our second line of defense is very competitive, but also that our goal is to get to the playoffs and be as healthy as we possibly can once those those playoffs begin. So that that's kind of the process that we're in right now. And the good news is we're in the latter phases of that. Jake Odorizzi has thrown two full games down in the minor leagues he he is scheduled to come back here in the Chicago White Sox series uh, and and ideally come back in a position where he can come out of the shoots giving us five to six innings 
Uh, Alex Avila is getting close to coming back as well. His his lower back issues have been resolved. Uh, he's been able to catch. He's been able to take batting practice on the field. He's feeling much better. And then, as you mentioned, Mitch Garver has also got a chance to come back. Uh, right now, what we're trying to do, and it's it's a little bit of a more challenging than a normal season, but we're trying to get some of these guys what would be more conventional rehab starts. You know, normally we would send them down to Rochester. They get a few games under their belt so that they could come back ideally with some momentum, it's a little bit more challenging to do that without a minor league season, but we're trying to simulate games over at CHS field in St. Paul. And that's the process that those three guys are just finishing up now. And hopefully all three will be able to join us on this road trip. One more thought on, on, on the, on the pitching staff right now, then I want to move on to some other things, but uh, once Jake does come back and barring any other starting pitcher going down before that happens, do you see the Twins going to to a six-man rotation these last you know, 10, 12 games or piggybacking a, a couple of guys? How do you see it if, indeed, you have all five, six guys healthy at the same time? You know, once again, we, we tried not to get too far ahead of ourselves just in case something does transpire in between now and when Jake gets activated. But uh, the good news is between Rocco Baldelli and Wes Johnson, they've discussed everything you just referenced and, and then some. Uh, I think we're going to try to get as creative as we possibly can in the deployment of our pitching staff as a whole to maximize our chances to, to do two things, really. is One is to win, and two is to best prepare ourselves uh, for the chance to play in a postseason. And so I, I think they're going to they're get hyper-creative with this group of guys. We, we have some really versatile pitchers as we see it, uh, and we think we could, you know, whether it's using openers or piggybacking or even just going to a six-man rotation for a short period of time, uh, we we are willing to explore all avenues to to try to maximize our chance to win and to be prepared for the postseason. All right, we'll take our final break on our Sunday show. When we come back, we'll dive into the postseason bubble. We've heard a lot about that, read about that. We'll get the latest on that and more coming up as we wrap up Inside Twins. Corey Provis, Thad Levine, more of our Sunday show next on your home for Twins Baseball. Back here at Target Field is Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip, concludes Inside Twins for all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Thad, we've read a lot about uh, the idea and the likely possibility that MLB will shift once the postseason arrives into some semblance of a, a postseason bubble. Have one league, it seems like the American League in Southern California, the National League will be in Texas. What is the, the latest? What is fact? What is fiction on that topic? Well, you know, Corey, the Major League Baseball is still working hand-in-hand with the, uh, the Players Association, the union right now, to resolve some of the, the real details around this. You know, this is obviously uncharted waters, and so both of those entities are, are partnering together to try to make sure uh, that it is as fair as possible from a competitive standpoint, but also that they're putting the players in the best position from a health standpoint. So what we're hearing right now, and I don't think this is finalized yet, is that uh, most likely the first round will be played in the home cities of the higher seed. Uh, so the top four seats will have a home series for that first three-game series, after which point the, the four teams would advance to a bubble setting. And as you referenced, uh, the National League would be spread between Houston and Arlington, Texas, and uh, most likely the American League would be spread between uh, the Los Angeles area and the San Diego uh, area. And from there, they, they would advance uh, and, and play in those prepare for the World Series, at which point uh, they would convene. So uh, once again, I, I think I think they're working very diligently in, in what is uh, you know something that not, no one could have foreseen to, to try to put the players and their families in the best position to be healthy, uh, maximize the competitiveness and the 
playoffs, and, and that's their their singular goal right now. You know, trying to, to read this, too, from the player's standpoint, is their biggest concern about shifting to any semblance of a postseason bubble the fact that they will not be able to bring their families with them or be in a, be able to see and, and connect with their families while they're in this postseason bubble? You know, I, Corey, I think that's something that is extremely important to the players right now, and that's something that uh, is very central to the conversation that they're having uh, for, between the union and, and the commissioner's office. And so we're waiting to hear uh, as to where that resolution comes about. But the good news is I think that both the players uh, and the, the executives and everyone's getting a voice in this conversation. And we, we should find out hopefully in the, in the near term as to the exact details of, of those bubbles. But like you mentioned that, at least how it plays out right now, that at least that, that first round, where the, the the higher seeded team would host, and that's even more emphasis to finish uh, in that top spot, if not top two, right now in the American League to to have the Twins, who are twenty and five at home, you know, play that first round series here at, at Target Field. You, you know, it's it's a balancing act, and uh, right now you're balancing the exact points you just made, which is the the benefits that seem clear about playing at home, at least for our team, uh, and then secondarily. You're also balancing wanting to be as healthy as possible going into the postseason, because I think we all believe that that is a that that is a sustainable competitive advantage. You know, on one side of the coin, you, you really get that home series just for the first series, but hopefully the health would prevail for the entirety of the, the postseason. So I think Rocco does a masterful job of managing his 28 uh, man roster with an eye towards getting everybody involved and, and trying to keep everybody healthy. And I think it serves many purposes, not the least of which is a chance to really be healthy down the stretch. And secondarily, the opportunity for, for kind of your, your bench players uh, to really make significant contributions and feel like meaningful parts of the club. I think both of those things should pay real dividends in the playoffs. So I would say we may be more primarily focused on being as strong as we can getting in the playoffs than we would necessarily the seed we have going into the playoffs as as you know, it's fun for fans and no less fun for us as every night it seems as if our matchup changes, uh, you know, in Major League Baseball's homepage of the standings as to who we play in the first round and maybe even where we would play that series. That's something we are we are following, too. But but our singular goal here is to try to be as healthy and as strong heading into the playoffs as we possibly can. Hey, Thad, we just have a few minutes left on the show, and I wanted to, to leave that topic and, and kind of wrap up with this, that so much of your job, you know, day in and day out is is connecting personally with with players and coaches and and of course Rocco Baldelli. How much of a challenge has it been for you to do that part of your job this season, not being able to to have as much interaction personally with with the players and staff? I know you have some access, but it's not full go. But what? How have you been able and been forced to, I guess, adapt? to this new way of doing the job of, of a major league baseball general manager. I, I think you're referencing the real big human side of the job. And it's part of the job. I, I really love the most is the, is the kind of connections, whether it be with a guy's heart or their head, you know, finding out what's going on at home with them, with their families and trying the best you can to try to help them alleviate one concern that they may have away from the field, such that when they're on the field, they can perform to the utmost of their ability and those have been minimized this year, unfortunately. You know, I think I think Derek and I have been around the team as much as we possibly can, but we're also hyper-respectful that anytime a new person enters the community, they're bringing with them every person that they're connected to. So 
we're, we're trying to be as, as conscious of that as we possibly can and maybe be a little bit less intimate and personal with the players as we normally would be in the staff. And I think where, where you see that manifest is uh, one of the biggest strengths of the 2019 Minnesota Twins was the sense of camaraderie and chemistry and culture that we had in our clubhouse. It just was such a fun place to be, so carefree and electric all the time. Uh, you take the fans out of the equation. You take a little bit of that personal connection out of the equation, and I think it just becomes that much more difficult to manufacture some of that natural and genuine and authentic culture and chemistry in a clubhouse. I think our players have done an excellent job considering the challenges at hand. Uh, but I think that is a reality that teams across Major League Baseball and I'm sure other major sports have faced this year. Hey, Thad, always appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the game. We'll talk soon. Appreciate having me on, and I hope all our fans are enjoying this stretch drive, and we can't wait to see you guys back in the stadium. That sounds good. That's Twins GM Thad Levine, our guest here on our Sunday show, Inside Twins, and thanks again to Quick Trip for all of your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken. Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. Thank you so much for listening to our Sunday show. Much more to come. The Adana Realty pregame show with Chris Atterbury is moments away, and then we'll have the third and final game of this series at 110 as Michael Pineda faces rookie Tristan McKenzie as the Twins are after a three-game sweep and win number 30 on the season. Stay tuned. More to come. Full day of programming coming up on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Quick Trip. For all your grocery essentials, plus hot food, including pizza and freshly prepared hand-breaded fried chicken, Twins fans, Quick Trip has you covered. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.